Hey you guys, welcome back. If you are someone who struggles with fatigue or brain fog, or maybe just low energy, this is the episode for you. Today I have a special guest, Michelle McCoy, who is a board certified functional health coach and a holistic lifestyle advocate. And we just dive deep into how to find the root cause of disease without the frustration and overwhelm. And something that Michelle does that I absolutely love is not only does she have a godly approach to her health coaching, which you know I am all about, but she finds a balance between holistic medicine and then, you know, going to the doctor and being prescribed medication. She finds that balance. And I love that because I do think there is a time and a place for both of them. But medication should not be our first resort if we are struggling with something, if we are struggling with disease, or we have these symptoms like fatigue and brain fog. And that is what Michelle is going to teach us today, how to take a more holistic approach and how to use nutrition and exercise to give us more energy. So let's get it started. Hey you guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast hosted by your girl Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. Hello, Michelle. I am so excited to have you on my podcast. So thank you so much. How are you doing? I am doing great. Miranda Lee is so such an honor to be on your show. Yeah, I can't wait to, you know, talk about fatigue and brain fog and all of that. But before we do, can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, great. Happy to. So I am a holistic and functional health coach. And that just simply means that I take a whole body approach. We are not just looking at one part of the body, but we are looking at the mind, body and soul and spirit. So it's a whole holistic approach. And the functional part just kind of brings in that conventional medicine as well as the holistic medicine to the table. So you're, you're looking, you're really looking at all modalities to feel better and to get your health at an optimal level. And, um, I have a podcast, uh, it's the treasured wellness show. And I just love to support women that have gone through some challenges that are really struggling with their fatigue and pain, maybe some brain fog and really just kind of take back their health and give them that encouragement that they can take back their health, you know, to be self-empowered that they don't have to be in the status quo and just feel like it's age, you know, because I'm aging, this is why I'm feeling this way. Uh, no, an age really should not have that much to do with it. We can start, um, living an optimal life now at any age and at any stage that we are at. I love that. And I love how you say that you, um, you kind of bring in the holistic approach and, you know, modern medicine as well. I love that there's, there's a balance because, um, you know, I'm all about the holistic approach, but if I, you know, break my arm or something, 
you best believe I'm going to the doctor to urgent care to get a cast. And, you know, I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to be on one side or the other, but I think it's so important to, to understand the balance of both and that, you know, you can still respect modern medicine, but that doesn't mean that you should just go on whatever medication or pill as the first resort. I, I really honestly think that should be the last resort. Do you agree? I actually do agree because the problem is, is these medications all have side effects. We've all heard the commercials of all of the side effects that are going on um, that, you know, could potentially happen. Well, the thing is, is they do happen. And so then we get put on another medication that is to combat the side effect of the first medication. And it becomes this vicious storm and really you have to trace it all the way back to the beginning. What is the root cause? Why am I really struggling with this specific thing? Let's talk about um, adrenal fatigue, for example. Why am I suffering with adrenal fatigue? What is going on with my adrenals? Or thyroid, why do I have hypo or hyperthyroid all of a sudden? Or maybe it's been building in my body, but why? Let's get to the root cause. Let's just not put a Band-Aid on it with a medication. And then I have to manage my symptoms for the rest of my life with this medication. I would rather get to the bottom, figure out what's going on so that I can maybe repair from that and not have to take medication. But that said, there are still some diseases that or conditions that you do need to have the support of that. But the question is, do we need to be on it for life or can it be for a season with us bringing in lifestyle changes and dietary changes and just um, mindset work and all of that? Could we possibly get off of our medications? And largely the answer is yes. Um, So it, and of course, this is all very dependent on what the condition is, of course. But for example, my husband was on allergy medication. He was on a CPAP machine, but through dietary and lifestyle changes, he got off the CPAP machine. He lost 40 pounds. He stopped snoring. He stopped all of his allergy medication. Like we found out what was causing the problem and we got rid of that and his body responded. So it's just really about taking the steps to find out what is wrong and how can we fix it? I think it's so weird that, like you said, we treat like medicine as a first resort. And like you said, it's a bandaid. So, you know, our body is like, tells us when something's wrong. So it's so weird that our body can be like, oh, I'm super tired. Like I'm showing signs of fatigue or, you know, I'm having allergies or whatever it may be. And instead of being like, oh, our body's telling us something is wrong. Let's find that root issue. We're like, well, let's just cover the symptom. It's, it's so odd to me that, that that's what we do, but you know, it's the easier, quicker option. And I guess, you know, people just rather not suffer with whatever these symptoms or side effects are. So for those who, you know, actually want to address the root cause, how do we, how do we even start? How do we, how do we do that? If you're, you know, suffering from fatigue or even allergies, how, how do you find that root cause? Where do you start? Well, a lot of it is just getting back to the basics. Sometimes that just means that we need to change up what we're eating. We need to maybe, um, 
consider that maybe the food that we're eating is actually causing more inflammation in our body, which is causing the problem. So that's one of the things too, that you can kind of easily do your own little tests. You don't have to go get an allergy test done. You don't have to um, find out if you are gluten intolerant, for example, you don't have to put yourself through all of these tests. You can, if you want to, but you really don't have to, you can simply eliminate the food for a time, three weeks to four weeks, and then bring it back into your eating and then see how your body reacts. So two things are happening. You're noticing how your body's feeling as you've been off of that food for that time period, maybe you're having less bloating. Let's say it's dairy. Let's say we took dairy off the table for four weeks and you wake up every morning and you feel less bloated. You're not having maybe the sniffing or the allergy symptoms, or maybe your hands aren't sweating as much. You know, you're having, your body will always tell you what's going on. So you go four weeks without dairy, you're feeling amazing. And then you put it back in, in whatever form, maybe you have that ice cream cone, or maybe you have that mac and cheese or something. And within 20 or 30 minutes, you're like, Oh my gosh, why did I do that? You know, it's like, it's like that light bulb moment. It's like, okay, this is causing me to have a reaction. And my body's been telling me, But see, when we're always eating the same kinds of foods all the time, and we're just not thinking it through when, when we always feel poorly or less than optimal, we don't really notice the difference until we take it out and start feeling better. Once we start feeling better, then we're like, wow, you know, this is amazing. Mm, That kind of gets me thinking because, you know, I'm, I'm all about gut health. And, you know, I I truly believe that if your body is reacting to a certain food, um, it's because your gut health isn't strong enough. And I don't think we should take all these foods out. So I guess, um, cause like for, for example, I was on birth control pill for 10 years because my doctor gave it to me for acne and, Oh man, don't even get me started with that because once again, another band-aid, like the fact that they put me on birth control for my acne at like 14 years old, you know, there, there obviously was a root cause to my acne and they just covered it with the birth control pill. And because birth control, you know, really disrupts your gut health. That's when I became gluten intolerant and lactose intolerant, um, as well. And now that I'm obviously off the pill, I have been for probably about two years now, you know, I'm working really hard to fix my gut health and slowly try to reintroduce dairy and gluten back into my diet. Um, so I guess like, what's your opinion on that? Because I feel like we shouldn't take like entire foods out but you know, there is that balance. So like, I I don't know, do you understand that question? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this, you know, the, the third part of that is, you know, once the repair has happened, once we have repaired our gut microbiome, then, then yes, maybe we can add that back in. But I, 
I caution against thinking that you can ever go back to the way you once ate, right? So let's think about the way we used to eat as teenagers and in our 20s. It generally wasn't really balanced food groups, right? But and it wasn't always, there was a lot of sugar involved. There was probably a lot of simple carbs in the form of snack foods and things like that. So if you are a dairy lover, just keeping with the dairy thing, if you're having dairy for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks, and then, you know, your body's reacting and you take it out. I think that there is, I think it takes time for sure. But if you have repaired, you've done the hard work and repaired your gut lining, I think you can put it back in. But can you put it back in at the level that you were before? Probably not. Probably not. And the same with gluten. Mm, So I, again, it's very individual. We have we have been created with bio-individuality. So that just simply means that we're all very unique. One person's food can be another person's poison and vice versa. So we really have to find out what works for us. And that's one of the things that um, I struggle with, with whole diet mentality is that it's saying eat this way and you'll be fine. Well, not everybody can eat this way. I have a client who can only eat three pieces of broccoli before she starts bloating. She has learned that about herself. And that doesn't mean she avoids broccoli. She just knows that, okay, I can only have three pieces of broccoli at a sitting. And because her body is still repairing, she's still going through that repair cycle. So going back to my husband, when we took him off of the dairy for a season, we have put it back in and he's still not on allergy medications. He's still not on a CPAP machine. He has been able to maintain the weight loss. So I think it's, it's in uh, good quality foods Mm -hmm. and smaller quantities. Yeah. I I love that answer. And I, yeah, especially with the, what you said about quality as well. Like if we're eating, you know, processed carbs where that's where our gluten is from uh, that's probably why our body is reacting the way it is where if you take out gluten you slowly start to you know implement re-implement it back into your diet if it was like um you know barley in your tempeh or something like that that's higher quality gluten or maybe like a seedy bread that does have gluten in it instead of like a white bread you know so yeah i i agree that quality and, you know, re-looking at your quantity, you know, you shouldn't be eating maybe lactose and gluten for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then wonder why your, your body is reacting it to how it is. And based off what you're saying, it really just is a lot of trial and error because we are all so different. Our body reacts so different to different foods. Absolutely. And I'll just give myself as an example, when I cut out gluten because I was reacting. And, you know, I share my story at the very beginning of my podcast with my daughter and her uh, gluten intolerance, how sick she was and how it took us three years to get to the bottom of that, um, get to the root cause because they just kept throwing band-aids at the problem. But, you know, once I realized that I myself also have gluten intolerance, of course, because I passed that on to her, I was still trying to eat some of those seeded breads. I was still trying to eat the sprouted grains and I finally had to go completely gluten-free. And once I did, it helped all those other lingering symptoms. But see, 
for me, having Hashimoto's, you know, that is definitely a big trigger. So I, my dream has always been to go to Italy to, to eat the bread there and see if I have a reaction because I still react here. I still react in the States when I have gluten. I can tell within 20 minutes if I've eaten something with flour, with a little bit of gluten. And so it does make it a little tricky to eat out, but not impossible. But I definitely react. And to me, for me personally, the way I feel is not worth me trying the gluten. I am just fine eating the way I'm eating without it because Fortunately, there's a lot of gluten-free products on the market now that you don't even have to, you know, you can get a croissant now. You can get anything that you're looking for, for the most part. But there are a lot of what I call crappy gluten-free foods out there too, where they're super high in simple carbs and sugars and starches and gums and all of these things. So you want to be careful and you want to be your own investigator, read the labels and all that. But for me, um, I, I would be very at this point, because I've tried it <laughs> recently, nervous to put gluten back in just because of, you know, the Hashimoto's. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why like, it's, I think it's so dangerous, like with diet culture and stuff to like name things as healthy or unhealthy, like, Oh, it's gluten-free. So it must be healthy or it's vegan. So it must be healthy. Yes. Where first of all, that's not, not true because, you know, I, um, have a gluten intolerance and then my sister has celiac disease. So, you know, in the beginning, you know, she would just pick gluten-free foods, but they were highly processed foods. So they, they weren't healthy. And for something to be gluten-free might be a healthier option for you or me, And it's probably not the healthier option for someone else who, you know, doesn't struggle with a gluten sensitivity. So that's just one of the things I really hate about diet culture is, you know, naming things as healthy or not healthy when it's going to be a healthier option for some, but not for all. Exactly. And we're just so individual. And that's why we have to find out what works for us. And we just really have to you know, just kind of embrace it and don't worry about, you know, it's like keeping up with the Joneses. Don't worry about what the Joneses are doing. You just take care of what your body needs and nourish your body and it will perform and it will respond in kind when you do that. Yes, exactly. We're just all so individual and, you know, like hearing that you have struggled with, with Hashimoto's, I know that your, your nutrition and your diet has, probably been a roller coaster. So can you kind of tell us um, how you dealt with that and how you've used nutrition and food to, you know, help with your fatigue and to boost your energy? I know a lot of people who suffer with, you know, autoimmune disease are often so tired and exhausted and struggle with brain fog. So can you, can you kind of tell us your story there? Yeah, absolutely. So the the thing about Hashimoto's and adrenal fatigue is if you have them both together, it's like a perfect storm. <laughs> and it just really is something that you have to be 
aware of, and you've got to listen to your body. You have got to take the time and slow down and do what your body is asking you to do. Now, I learned this the hard way. I absolutely learned this the hard way. I um, went through a long three-year span where I was what I call in the fire. And so I was just constantly in that fight, flight, or freeze. And so I was you know, I lost all my cortisol. Like I had no cortisol. I had lost all my hormones because I just was depleted. I was completely depleted. And I still was pushing myself to, to move, to work out, to exercise every day. I wasn't getting enough sleep. I just, I was eating well. And so this is the kicker, right? You know, you can eat really, really well, but if you're not putting all the puzzle pieces together, your body's going to still be letting you know. So what I learned was not only do we need to eat smarter, we need to be having foods that will re you know, boost our energy, reduce our inflammation, like your healthy omega-3s, your um, good quality proteins. Here's the thing about protein. A lot of women are not getting enough protein, period. They're just not. And when you are struggling with energy, that's something to think about. Am I getting enough protein? Am I eating breakfast or am I skipping breakfast? You know, grandma used to say breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And it's, it's, true in a lot of ways. You know, you are breaking the fast. I know there's lots of different ideas and theories about all of that and intermittent fasting and all of that. But speaking to fatigue, speaking to having no energy, speaking to brain fog, getting enough protein is important, making sure you're eating and also eating well, lots of leafy greens, lots of fruits, lots of vegetables, whole food. Essentially, it comes down to whole food. You don't want to be eating processed foods. You want to be shopping the perimeter of the grocery store. That doesn't mean you can never have something that comes in a box, but you want to be getting more bang for your buck, right? You want to be getting more of the seeds and the and in those crackers that you're choosing. And see, so you eat the processed foods, it actually does slow us down. And you want to be sure that you are getting good quality nutrition so that you have the energy to go about your day. And the other thing is you want to stay hydrated. So many people think that they're drinking enough water and they're really not. They're really living on that borderline or they are dehydrated level. So the my clients will always hear me say water before coffee. Like it's okay to have your cup of coffee, but make sure you drink a full glass of water beforehand because you have been dehydrated from sleeping all night. So you want to wake up your cells and get hydrated from that and then enjoy your cup of coffee. But you want to make sure that you are getting enough water. So you want to eat smarter. You want to get whole foods in you. You want to be staying hydrated and you want to get good sleep. But it's not just, again, it's like, quality, right? Are you getting good restorative sleep? Because if you're not getting good restorative sleep, then you're still waking up exhausted every morning. You're still waking up really tired. And I'll tell you, when you have adrenal fatigue specifically or chronic fatigue, 
you have got to listen to your body. You have got to rest when it tells you to rest. And there's no judgment. There's no guilt involved. You're not being lazy. You are listening to your body. And I think that that is something that women, especially in the the Christian arena, I think, if I could be so bold as to say that, we have been taught our whole lives to be doers, always be doers and doers. And yes, we are supposed to be doers of the word. But what we have to remember is that even Jesus called his disciples to come away and rest. So we need to come away and rest. And we, if we don't listen to our body when it's talking to us and squawking at us, it's going to start screaming at us and it's going to put us in the bed. I mean, we've all been there, right? All of a sudden we've got this this virus that just hit us like a truck and we were sick because we have gone too far. This used to happen to me every single holiday. <laughs> I would get so sick after the holiday because I just didn't stop and I just kept pushing and pushing. So those, those are like really the top three. And then um, things that, you know, I would keep in the back of your mind, like, am I eating well? Am I eating um, good quality foods, things that are going to reduce my inflammation while boosting my energy? Am I staying hydrated? Am I getting good quality sleep? But here's the other thing. When we are fatigued, when we have a struggle with energy, working out hard is not the best thing. It's just really not. You want to be doing what I call fun and healthy movement. So that is finding something that's enjoyable to you. You don't have to be in the gym. You don't have to be that gym rat. You don't have to be doing CrossFit. You know, find what works for you because you are draining yourself even more when you are pushing yourself to exercise. So I like fun and healthy movement. So that could be walks. It could be doing some yoga stretching. It could be doing Tai Chi. It could be doing, you know, little hit burst workouts, which are fabulous because you're getting your heart rate up for a short period of time, but you're getting long reaching benefits of that, but not taxing your adrenals so much that they are just depleted and you have nothing left to give for the rest of the day. That is that's not the answer. And that explains why so many women, myself included, we would feel so tired. We work out, we work out really hard, and then we feel depleted and we're still not losing weight. If that was the goal, we're still not losing weight. And, you know, it's just, it's just one of those vicious cycles. So again, just listen to your body, take care of your body. Your body is a temple and just really lean into that and find out what your body needs for you. And when you implement these things, you will not only get more energy in a natural way, but it'll help your fatigue and it will help your brain fog as well, because that's a big link together. Lack of energy, fatigue, brain fog, they all go together. One of the, one of the things that you were saying that is something that I um, tell my clients a lot is, you know, these are the things we need to add in. Diet culture is all about everything that you need to take out. Take out. And that's not what we should be focusing on. So like you right. said, the protein, the whole foods and the wa- and water, these are things that we need to add in to our day-to-day life and to our diet. Um, you know, so making sure that 
you know, we are prioritizing having protein um, in every meal that instead of just focusing on the foods we take out, uh, okay, we're putting in more whole foods that we're drinking more water and even setting little goals. Like you said, drinking a cup of water before you have your coffee in the morning, you know, all these little things add up. And even, you know, with the sleep and talking about um, quantity, wait, sorry, quality instead of quantity. It's so true because we can be, we can go to sleep, leave our TV on, have our phones next to our ear where we hear the dings and okay. You say that you get, you know, your eight hours of sleep, but are they eight hours of good sleep? Like I rather you get six or seven hours of quality uninterrupted sleep than, you know, saying that you get those eight hours and it's just not high, high quality. So you know, I, I love all the things that you have to say. And these are, you know, little things that we can start implementing into our life and seeing how our body responds. And, you know, last thing with what you said about the exercise, another thing that diet culture makes it sound like if you aren't in the gym, working out for hours and hours a day, then you're not benefiting your body. And a lot of the time, it can actually hurt your body because working out is still a stressor. And if you already have all this stress in your life and then you're working out too hard on top of it, it's going to have the opposite effect than what you're working so hard for. That's it. That's it. Exactly. And you're, you're, it's, it's like, um, cutting off your nose to spite your face for lack of a better terminology, you know, like you, we are hurting ourselves and that is not helping at all. We want to find the things that will fuel us, that will feed us, that will fill us and not take away from us. Because here's the thing, as women, we naturally want to do for other people. We want to help other people. We have so much on our plates. We're taking care of our families and we are doing so much. But if we don't fill our own bucket, if our bucket is empty, if it's dry, then we have nothing to give. And that's when we we get sick ourselves. That's when we get sick mentally, physically, um, emotionally, spiritually, because we feel so depleted. And that is not what God wants for us. So if I could just add, you know, one more thing, a fifth thing, I would implement daily soul care. I would absolutely, that should be number one, you know, get alone with God every single day, first thing in the morning, because he's going to equip you to then be able to crowd out the, the other things that maybe are not really filling you and adding in those healthier options. I love that. I think that is so important and something that we need to implement into, you know, our daily routine, but you know, God wants to be a part of our health and fitness journey. He really does. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so prioritizing him is, you know, what he wants. We think that God doesn't want to be a part of it, but he really does. And it will help us, um, on our health journey. And, you know, God wants to be part of every part of our life. Definitely. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. So where can our listeners reach out to you and connect with you? So you can find me, your listeners can find me at treasuredwellness.com. And my podcast is the treasured wellness podcast. And it's on all of the podcast um, platforms. You can find me there. And also I, 
am on Instagram, Michelle Treasured Wellness. I'm on Facebook. I do have a Facebook group for um, just to kind of a support group for um, anybody who wants to join. And um, yeah, if you are really struggling with energy, with your fatigue, if you're concerned that maybe it is something more than just typical fatigue and, and, you know, doing too much and it maybe is your adrenals, I do have a free resource, foggy and fatigued resource. So you're welcome to get that. We'll give you some recipes that can help um, build up your system and help your immune system as well, as well as some three days of action steps that you can take to just get that energy back. Awesome. That is so great. I will link all that in the show notes so people can connect with you and reach out to you. But thank you so much, Michelle, for coming on here and just teaching us so much. So thank you. I was happy to very happy. And thank you so much, Miranda Lee. It was such an honor. I appreciate it. What a great episode. I hope you guys learned a lot and you enjoyed it. Make sure to reach out to Michelle and to follow her on social media. And if you guys are not following me on social media, please find me on Instagram at this is Miranda Lee and give me a follow. And I also have a free Facebook empowerment community that is all about food freedom and gentle nutrition and how to make consistent, sustainable, healthy habits. And there's support and accountability and a lot of other like-minded women and some men in there. So go ahead and join it. You can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Miranda Lee F-B, as in Facebook. I will also be putting these links in the show notes like I always do, but I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you in the next episode.